I was like, yeah, let me, I'll check my schedule. And within like that 0.5 seconds, I was like, Renato, what are you doing? Like, you just realized what he asked you? He just asked if you're available for the Grammys. You say yes. That was Renato talking about booking his first professional dance job in LA. And this is So You Work in Entertainment. My name is Adam Klaus, and I've been a full-time voice actor for the last eight years. I didn't really know that you could do that until I was already doing it myself, which made me realize that there are thousands of jobs in the entertainment industry that I know nothing about, and yet they're critical in creating the content that we love. This is the podcast where I talk to the people who do those jobs. And right now, I take you to my conversation with Renato. Yes. Hello. How's it going? I'm doing great, Renato. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thank you. So you work in entertainment? Yes, I work as a professional dance artist. Okay, a professional dance artist. Yeah, I think I, I think I know what that is, right? You dance. You you have moves. I've seen you dance. You you're a really <laughs> great dancer. Thank you, thank you. How did you get into that? I started later when I was like 17. I started dancing in my high school. Then I got into a studio out there. They needed more guys, so they gave me a scholarship. Okay. And that's basically where I started. And then it just kind of ran along. I went to college at the University of Arizona, and I got to dance there as well. That's where I majored in dance. And then it just kept coming. I knew I wanted to come to LA, so I continued it out here. So you chose the University of Arizona for their dance program? Well, I was going to go there no matter what, because okay. it's in Tucson, and that's where I grew up. Okay. And just so happened to find out that the U of A at the time was the top, one of the top universities in the country for dance. Oh, wow. Boom, bang, let's do it. Let yeah. me audition. And then I got in, super excited, and that's where, that's where the next four years were spent. That's kind of crazy that you got into the top dance school in the country with like, what, two years of experience at that point? <laughs> Basically around there. Um, yeah, super crazy. I remember screaming on the phone <laughs> when I got my acceptance <laughs> and um, yeah, it was a good time. That's awesome. So what is dancing in college look like? Like what's a, I mean, I know for me in college, actually I tried to schedule everything in college Monday through Thursday and I tried to not schedule anything before 10 a.m. I wasn't as good about that. It's amazing. But um, yeah, I never had a Friday class. I wow. Had a, yeah, I had an internship, so I guess it's not as cool as I make it sound because I, I was working like 25 hours a week or something. But uh -huh. anyway, that's what college was, was like for me. <laughs> what, what's it like as, uh, as a dancer? I mean, you can't really phone that in, right? Yeah, no, for me, it was definitely like very active every single day, even weekends. Yeah. Um, I would go and take dance classes where I'm physically dancing all day, then go into my general education classes or go into my dance courses that I have to take. And then we would go into rehearsals after that. So we're basically there from like nine to nine every single day. Oh, wow. And then we put on shows as well. So it was uh, jazz, modern, and ballet. Those were the three techniques that they teach you at the University of Arizona. So those are the ones that we specialized in. So you have to do all of them, or I guess get to maybe, but um, you don't like specialize like, oh, I do jazz. I'm a jazz dancer, or it's all of them? I think everyone has like their own preference or what they're mm -hmm. stronger in. But yeah, for sure, you have to take all three courses for the most part and, gotcha. and train in all of them. Okay. So then after you graduated, you moved straight to LA or what, what happened after that? I actually traveled for a little bit. I went to Europe for about six weeks with my best friend and my professor. We went out there to assist him in two different festivals in Europe Okay. and got to dance with him. And then from there, I worked with Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines and I danced with them so I can save up money and then move to LA. Gotcha. What is that? What's dancing on a cruise ship like? 
It's very concert based, so you're putting on a show basically. We rehearsed for two months in Miami, then we got flown out to Australia because my base was in Sydney, Australia. Okay. And we, tr I traveled around there for about four months with them, and you put on. I can't remember exactly how many shows, but we maybe did like three, sh uh, four shows a week or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, right, how much free time do you have in that when you're performing on a cruise ship? I everyone's different. I did have more free time because I don't know. I just said that I had more free time <laughs> because our ship was older and the people that was with us would be with us for like a month at a time. I think we only performed like, like I said, maybe two or three days out of the week. Mm -hmm. And each day had like those were dance heavy. So we'd have a like a matinee performance and then a night performance. And gotcha. then all the other days were kind of free to just do whatever he wanted, hang out on the ship, or if we ported, we get to go off and hang out in the city as well. Does that get boring? Or like, is it weird being on a ship away from, with a bunch of old people? <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> I mean, it is entertaining. You have, um, it's a big ship. So you have the rooftop, you have a pool area, and then whenever you port, you're like in a different city. So you can always explore that. Okay. I think it actually kind of is similar to living out here in LA or moving out on your own. You got to find what makes you happy and, and how to fill up your time. So I think that was my first experience of, okay, if I don't have a show, what am I going to do? I'm going to go work out, maybe create some choreography, go onto the town, make a cool little visual video which is what i always love doing okay so that's how i found what i like to do on my own time and how many other dancers are in this uh group with you on this ship i think it was like 12 of us i would say okay about yeah okay. so it wasn't a huge cast it was a smaller group of us okay and yeah and the money's pretty good on a ship yeah definitely it depends also like <laughs> what you use it to spend on sure if yeah. you're going to exotic <laughs> places and find, cool yeah. foreign places you've never been to, a lot of people spend it on when you go out. But yeah, I think my goal was to definitely save it up and move out to LA. So I was very cautious of that. How long were you on the ship? I was on there for four months, but it was typically a six-month contract. I left early because I had an injury. So I came back to Arizona. Oh, what was the injury? Uh, my rotator cuff on my right shoulder was like, not having it, couldn't lift up my arm for like the last month on the ship. Oh, wow. So we thought maybe it would get better. But after a month of not being able to really perform, I was sent home and got PT for like the next year, basically. Oh, wow. So did they pay out your six-month contract then? Yeah, they oh, did. Nice. They helped out. Because you got, you got injured during the show? Yeah. They helped out with everything, like medical costs. and. Oh, that's nice. So that was really nice. I was taken care of for sure when I got off the ship and even more. Nice. I mean, it should be, right? You, it's a workplace <laughs> injury. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So after you get done with this, this contract, how long did it take your ro rotator cuff to come back? Well, I, let's say, okay, so I got off the ship, I think, late February, early March, somewhere around there. And then that May, I moved out to LA. Okay. I was starting to dance and move around around then, like June. So I was able to move around but i guess it took like probably the rest of the year to really heal and okay. feel a lot better but i had a, i went to pt like three times a week oh wow yeah and just consistently stretched and worked on it did you tear it or it was not enough for a tear like i kept getting i got like three different mris nothing was like severe where i had to get surgery or anything 
it just was like very hurt. I can't even, I don't even know exactly what it was, but hmm. I really, for a whole month, I couldn't lift my arm at all. Like I was in a sling Dang. and then I just, I don't know. I would like to say that I heal pretty quickly and I really try to like take care of my body. So on PT, like that's all I focused on, just getting it better. When you're, this is kind of a sidetrack, but when you're dancing as much as you are, do you do separate workouts uh, to keep in shape or is like the dance that you do enough to, to keep you where you need to be? I definitely do extra workouts. I take weight training classes. I go to the gym because personally dance is like all cardio, right? So we're just moving around a lot. Sure. I already do enough cardio in my day. So I don't need that, but I want to have more muscle definition. So specifically, I have to go to the gym and definitely lift weights and and get my workout that way. Me personally. Gotcha. So then after after you get to L.A., what does the process look like from uh, a kid fresh off a contract on a on a boat landing in L.A. and trying to make his way in the world of dance? <laughs> we say cross our fingers and let's make this work. <laughs> <laughs> No, I definitely wasn't sure. I just started taking a bunch of classes and I knew I needed to get an agent just you, from what I would hear. Did you have friends here or like any sort of network? Not Yes and no. My best friend was already out here and I knew a couple people, but I think I just, you just meet everyone from starting to take class. Everyone introduces you to everyone and then that's how it started rolling pretty quickly. I didn't feel like there was a void of friendship like all my it just all of a sudden we were one big dance family. Sure. Is it a is it a competitive group or is it you know is it caddy or is it a pretty welcoming group to be a part of? <laughs> or are you pleading? Because it depends <laughs> who you're hanging out with. I definitely think there's a lot of uh, competition. There's so many of us out here. Sure. You'll go to auditions and you can feel and sense the energy from everyone, like trying to fight for the front of the room or fight for their spot and try to be seen. So definitely you feel all of that. But I feel fortunate that all the friends I hung out with, like we were all very supportive of each other, very healthy competition and pushed us forward. Nice. So what's the process look of getting an agent? How long did that take? Fortunately, it didn't take very long for me. Maybe a month, a month and a half in, I had an agent. So there's a few different ways you can do it. There's open call auditions that they do twice a year where you go and audition with 500, 600 people and hope to make it to the end. And Man. then you have, you, you can submit, like you can submit all your stuff, video reels, headshots, to any agency they all have emails so i jumped on that bandwagon as well and sometimes they come and watch dance classes too where you can come take and hopefully uh they find interest in you it's like you pay to take a class because somebody's going to be there right that kind of deal or are you saying they just pop in randomly they'll pop in randomly like oh nice that's how i heard about it one um i was on instagram and the teacher i was taking class from at the time had posted hey my agents are going to come tomorrow to my class just as an FYI and so I was like oh cool let me let me go take that and hopefully something comes out of it and that's how you got your agent kind of that's how they knew of me how they got okay. my information after class and then I think like it was a week or something afterwards they were holding an open call audition so I was like okay I'm gonna show up and I think with them knowing me prior they already had my information down and and that's basically where I, I got booked 
with my agency through that open call. Gotcha. Do you feel like you had a really strong class in that initial uh, meeting that you had with them? Yeah, I think yeah. I th I would say it was pretty good. They definitely selected a group at the end of dancers they wanted to see do it in a smaller group. Okay. So I got to be part of that group, and that's how they got my info after class. Nice. So then how long from when you got your agent to when you started getting jobs? I would say maybe about like six months. Okay. I got them around June and January of the next year is when I booked my first job with them officially. And what was that? It was the Grammys with Katy Perry. That's so amazing. It was really cool. <laughs> That's incredible. What, uh, what was that process like? What was the audition like for that? Uh, we went to an audition not knowing what it was like or who, what the project was. They just kept it very incognito. Okay. So we got there and we're just learning a combo. They make a first cut. And then the and, oh, how many people, this is like 600 people or how many? No, this one was a little smaller. There was still a bunch of dancers. I can't, maybe 200 or okay. something like that. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I don't think it was open, open call. I think they did it by agency or something like that. Sure. Yeah. It was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember. But yeah, you learn a combo, they make a cut. And then after that, you learn something else. And then, and then that's it. You, you go about your day and hope that. You receive a call or do you know how long it was do you remember how long it was from when the audition was over till when you got the call maybe a week and a half or something like that and I... do you walk me through the emotions of that week and a half <laughs> while you're will they shock happiness <laughs> surprise <laughs> now i got a phone call and i didn't know how it worked back then it wasn't from my agency either it was just from a friend that i had met when i first started dancing just got a phone call from him asking my availability for the Grammys if I was available and interested. And at first, I was kind of in shock. I didn't really understand what he was saying. So, did to me. you even, you didn't even know that that's what you would audition for, right? No. That he was calling about that one? Not at all. Huh. That's why I was so confused, too. Sure. I was just like, and especially since it was a friend. That is odd. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a friend that I don't, I didn't really like talk to all the time either. So, I knew it was for something, but like, yeah, yeah, but so, you still, it wasn't like, the lines weren't clear. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I was like, yeah, let me, I'll check my schedule. And within like that 0.5 seconds, I was like, Renato, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do you just realize what he asked you? He okay. just asked if you're available for the Grammys. You say yes. Yeah. So I switched up my tone immediately. I was like, wait, no, no. Yeah. Like for sure I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> let me know what's yeah. going on. And, and then that's when he told me that they want to book me for the Grammys with Katy Perry. All in that one one phone call? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. What? Where were you when you got the call? I was just thinking about that. I think I was out with friends. Like, we were eating. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. We that's a great way to have that. some food. And I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. I have a phone call real quick. Let me take this real fast. <laughs> wow. Thank God you took it and didn't just, like, silence that. Like, now I want to hang with my friends. My goodness. That would have made me so nervous. Because, like, imagine they would have been like, oh, we already yeah. we had other people say they were available first. Yeah, I've had that happen. I lost a job because I didn't answer the phone. Doesn't that suck? I mean, it was a, it was a hand modeling job, oh, and work. I I didn't like hand modeling at all. I did <laughs> no. it as a joke, and it went too far. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was it wasn't that bad. But if it would have been something that I actually cared about, ooh, that would have stung. That would have stung really hard. Yeah. Anytime I see a phone number from California, call me. 
immediately I, I run on the phone and answer it because I know it's for something. Sure. It could be anyone. Yeah. And yeah. you do have to, it's all time sensitive. You got to stay vigilant though. Cause the scammers are getting, getting good out there. So oh, no. just, you know, word of the wise. Yeah. You I do know. not want that. What do you, so what does the process look like for dancing at the Grammys? This one was a week rehearsal. So we were rehearsing all together as a crew. It was at a, like a hangar. Okay. Like, an airport that's what it's yeah, called right yeah okay yeah, an airplane hangar so we rehearsed there and huge space so that way we could emulate the stage okay how many people are in the are dancing with you maybe 20 okay yeah rehearse for a whole week and then that saturday we had oh no that saturday we had a day off i think and then sunday was the performance so the morning we have a rehearsal like with tech and everything you just get like one shot to throw it on stage in the real deal, make it happen. And then you like wait around that whole day, start getting ready. And is then is the, is the tech stuff, is that they're running the whole show or is it like, this is the, the 20 minutes that we've set aside for Katy Perry to work her dance number. Yeah. It's the whole show being ran. So like we do have like only 15, yeah. 20 minutes. One shot to get it. Yeah. yeah. So we do that. And once that's done, we're like, getting ready for the whole day and then we performed because that was live so we performed live afterwards and we still had an audience at the time because it was 2017 <laughs> wow pre-covid yeah pre-covid you get paid for that whole week or how does what's the contract look like for, for that yeah you get paid every rehearsal so they'll have a pay rate separate for rehearsals which will cover usually eight to 12 hours it depends what the contract you're signing okay and then you get paid for tech, which could be like the same rate as rehearsal. Okay. And then you get paid for show date. And that one will be much higher than the rehearsal rate. Okay. And yeah, so those those are the three. Like about how much money do you get paid for a rehearsal? You don't have to say exactly, but just like ballpark. Yeah, I guess it, de this a, it depends. Is this a union a contract? Or? Yes, this one's union. So it depends okay. what... It could be from like 250 to... 500 for just a rehearsal okay yeah in right. that ballpark and it depends again if it's union or, or not and if it's like tv or if it's like music video sure they have different does criteria. music video pay more or less 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 again TV. it depends but most of the time i think i would definitely pays less tv always pays more gotcha that's where the money that's where is. the real money is yeah. yeah absolutely and you can relate with that as an actor oh yeah for sure yeah yeah definitely you want those sweet sweet commercial residuals absolutely yeah one thing I didn't know either, and no one ever talked about it, but I did get residuals for uh, the Grammys as well. Oh, really? So, and it wasn't much, it was like two different checks that came at different times later on mm -hmm. that were amazing surprises. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no one said that I was going to get residual for that. So that was really cool. That's awesome. So what do you do after, I mean, you got to feel like. I've got it made now. This is the rest of my life. I'm dancing with Katy Perry at the Grammys, right? Is that how the story goes? Or <laughs> Definitely. I, there's definitely a level of excitement. It was super fun and I was happy. But you just kind of jump back into classes and keep training. I mean, I was so new and I was so thankful to have had that opportunity. But nothing solid. You know, a job that big could be like for just two days of work. And then you're like, okay, got to jump back in it. Got to yeah. work hard and make connections with other people around. Yeah, it's kind of a grind like that, right? Yes. Yeah. So what was your next job after that? Good question. Um, I don't remember what I had right after that. Another memorable job, I would say, was I got to 
tour with Mac Cosmetics on their Snowball Industry tour. Okay. So they're going around to like six six different states in the U.S. and putting on the show to promote their makeup products. So it was me and like twelve other dancers. Okay. We we got to be all together and got to travel to those six different states and, and dance with each other. That was about like three months time. Oh wow. So that was like memorable one because we were such an amazing group together like beautiful group and two it was the longest running job i had so far because you were on tour that entire time right or we came on and off so we would fly back to la Mm. but then i knew that you know a couple weeks time i was going to be flying out to another place sure so yeah it was the coolest feeling to have something stable for a little bit longer because then music videos i'm sure i had a lot of music videos in between that but it was, they're just like two day shoot, sometimes same day shoot, just like sure. all in one day or, you know, no more than a week. So that was really awesome. Do you have a, a favorite music video that you've worked on? Now, yes, definitely. I worked recently with Christina Aguilera on two different music videos. Pami Muchachas is one. And then the other one is Santo with Osuna. Okay. So those are definitely by far my favorite ones because Christina Aguilera is like, my top idol i love her so much i've always wanted to work with her so being in front of her was super amazing that's so great for you <laughs> what was the process like for that the first one oh th- this is perfect example the first one Pami muchachas was like show up on the day it's just one day of work and we're gonna just do a little rehearsal in the beginning to add some movement to you and then we're just gonna shoot that same day it wasn't like heavy choreo or anything like that where we wouldn't be able to pull up and figure it out when it was time to shoot it it was just kind of improv improvisational sure choreography i don't know if i said that right and and yeah we just shot and then the second one was in vegas so that one we actually had rehearsal for for like maybe a couple days and then we all drove to vegas together and got to do the music video we were on set on for 12 hours just there all day hair makeup all the things and super fun that's so exciting also as a side note christina aguilera's style is totally coming back right with the whole midriff tops you see that everywhere now yes that was so huge when i was younger and then it went away forever and then the other day i was like oh wow that's it's everywhere now yes yeah. are you talking about like the low ride jeans and stuff yeah like and that? The, just like the, yeah. the half top the oh, crop yeah. top or whatever it's called. absolutely yeah. yes all the rage for sure christina aguilera is always in style she's looking (laughs) fabulous as ever (laughs) did you have any memorable interactions with her um on the second one i definitely had more interactions with her than the first one so that was kind of cool not like me one-on-one that were still like the whole group with us around but it was cool because we she got to talk to us and stuff and and um just make jokes and i don't know it was really cool i was just so happy to be there (laughs) i'm so happy for you i (laughs) thank you I think you're the happiest person I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. So I can only imagine you doing what you love with who you love. Uh, just, just super excited, like shaking and ready to go. Yeah, you probably didn't sleep for a week after that. Right? Yeah, yeah, just dreaming of that moment the whole time. That's awesome. So how often are you getting auditions when you're a professional dancer? It depends because of COVID now. I've seen way less and everything is like more in a direct book kind of situation or a lot of self-submissions. I feel like before, maybe like every month you would see definitely a few, a couple auditions pop up okay. and they were either in person, open calls or 
castings that you would go to that you'd go to as an actor as well and then now i don't know maybe a couple every month or one every month and they're more self-tape stuff definitely now yeah, yeah. a lot more self-tape i've had a couple in-person auditions but they were very closed, which was nice um, for me. And I know other people could speak differently, but it was nice because it was by agency and they only wanted 10 people in the room at the time. So mm. super small, easy to learn and get to actually have time in front of the choreographer. When you're in an audition uh, and, and like something that you've booked, it, can you look back at the audition and and feel like, oh, I know when I did this, I booked that job or like this particular part of that that choreography was was definitely what made me pop out or I, do you just not know yeah i definitely have felt good but from these auditions that i've booked and i do remember like leaving the audition like oh yeah that that's for me for sure i yeah. i felt it it felt really good we made it to the end i feel the energy was right so but then that's also happened where I've left the audition like that and I didn't book it. So sometimes it's just about looks too, yeah. if you fit the part, if you look the part. But I definitely feel like on the ones that I have booked, I've, I've left feeling pretty good about. Nice. Because um, I, I feel the same way too. Of like, there's been times I've done an audition, like, yeah, that's me. And not always the case. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, yeah. And oh, sometimes it'll do? be the opposite. You'll like leave being like, well, I'm not sure what's gonna happen or if that worked out and then sometimes you do book it i think sometimes when you have like a more relaxed and confident mentality where you could not feel like i need this definitely you're just like i'm going in calm cool collected whatever happens happens i know that this is gonna work out for me regardless like i'm gonna be able to kill this choreography it's gonna feel good on me so let's just go see what happens yeah. i feel like those Type of mentality is always helps too. Yeah, in auditions. people love it when you exude that kind of confidence that you don't have to be all over it. When I was in Chicago and I was improvising, you'd go to so many auditions and it was like you couldn't you couldn't get a word out if you wanted to. And actually, there was a show that I was in. Uh, it was I was in a writing show and we cast cast it out. And there was this girl who didn't really say anything during the sketch. She was just in a she was like in the corner just stirring a drink and just like facial reactions to what wow. was happening because everybody else was just like dogpiling yeah i was like she's the one that we want because yes. she doesn't need to do any of that you know she's totally fine and comfortable being on stage and being in that element and there's no insecurity there um yeah. i love that so much and it does read a lot when you're on the other side of the table judging or, or picking out who's gonna make the audition because just like you said we have improv usually that happens in the room so you have to improv for a couple eight counts or they play music and you for whatever seconds you have to dance in front of the table of the people who are mm -hmm. um choosing the dancers and you can tell everyone goes and jumps in and gives their 100 percent. like everybody's just jumping everywhere and just throwing it all so sometimes the people who I've noticed that have captured my attention the most are like the ones that are doing almost the opposite energy of what everyone else is giving. Yeah. And just like you said, like those people stand out because if everyone's going at 100, then everyone's kind of just going to be a blur Yeah. and your eyes going to be caught to whoever's kind of doing something different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How else has COVID changed the industry because i imagine just the like if you were going to have a big ensemble number now that's i mean that's a liability 
right? To even have that many dancers, let alone the process of you being a dancer and getting into it. Like there has to be way less opportunities or is that not the case? It was for a while of it. Definitely a lot more small groups. Even in live performances, you would notice that dancers still had to like wear a mask on stage too. Um, but I think that it's starting to move in a different direction finally, thankfully. There are big groups now. Uh, Coachella just happened, and there were sure. some numbers with a lot of dancers, and everyone got to be there with the artists and have their own stage and pres uh, their own light and presence while mm -hmm. they were performing. So I think it's starting to get back to what it used to be before. The biggest change was the self tapes, which happened, I think, in any entertainment industry. Yeah, just a lot of self tapes and and different protocols on obviously the COVID test and what you have to wear during rehearsal, like mask wise and stuff like that. Uh, do you think that the world of dance has forever changed because of that? I think it has improved in certain aspects of like time efficiency when it comes to auditions and jobs, everything's more efficient sometimes. Well, most people have adopted a more efficient lifestyle. Like we can't waste your time here because of COVID. We don't want a lot of people in the room at the same time yeah. for many hours. So I think it's it's moved on along a lot better that way. I think that, so the structure has changed a little bit, but I, I think that it's it's gonna be like, like it was before, like job-wise and stuff, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure, who's to say? So, when you're doing, I mean, sporadically getting auditions and all of that, like, and you said before about having like the long-term job where you knew that you had a bigger, um, a bigger time frame of, of constant money. How do you, how do you manage that when you're doing auditions? And I imagine like having a, do you need a day job with that or like, how does that work? Yes, definitely. For everyone it's different. And that was something I had to really learn because I came from Royal Caribbean. So I came with money saved up. And at that moment, I was just taking dance class after dance class. And if I got these jobs cool and I would just keep taking more dance classes. Because how much does a dance class cost on average? Right now, it's $20 on average a class. So okay. it gets really expensive. You're spending like more than $250 a month on sure. you know just dance classes. So a lot of the budget went to that, but I didn't realize either, oh, I have to save up money for the months that I'm not working. Like I could book this at the time, like you would book something, I would book something in January and then maybe not get a job until March or April. Sure. So everyone has to find their own lane of what works for them. You, I teach dance and teach at a studio sometimes as well in sub classes. And I, I was, I used to dance. Well, I still do sometimes for bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. Oh, sure. And that's how I got started in actual and Tucson, actually. So out here, I found the same connection of the people that do it out here. And um, whenever I wasn't dancing on a job, I would be like a party prompter at a bat mitzvah and get the kids hype and dance with them on the dance floor and a bunch of stuff like this. Wait, like, so how many people... I, I've never been to a, a bar or bat mitzvah. How many <laughs> How many people are hired dancers at one of these things? Oh, usually just me and another dancer. Okay. Or I've done it by myself too. So, yeah, it's not It's not always like a huge, huge group of people. It could be like a, like a few families at their home or at a ballroom or wherever they rent out. And yeah, we're just uh, <laughs> dancing for four hours with them. Okay. No? <laughs> so I definitely would use that. And I, I found other things that 
before dance, I was interested in a bunch of other stuff like job wise too. So I found whatever that worked for me and also worked on that stuff on that stuff at the same time as dancing and working in big dance jobs. Because you, I mean, you kind of need that flexibility, right? You don't know, you, you don't know if you're going to have an audition until when, like how, what kind of lead time sometimes do you Sometimes a day before. Yeah. Sometimes that day. Yeah. Sometimes a week before. So it all depends. That was probably the biggest thing I had to overcome being out here was I was too scared to commit. I was too scared to commit to anything or any opportunity because I thought it would take me away from the opportunity of getting to audition or getting to dance. Yeah. But that's when I realized like I was just depleting myself from any opportunity at all by not committing to anything. Sure. So once I started learning that I could commit to other roles and commit to other parts of my life, that's what created momentum to start bringing dance and more opportunities to me. Yeah. It's funny how that works. I feel you on that because I had, I swear for the longest time, it was like, if I wanted to book a job, all I had to do was buy a plane ticket somewhere. And then inevitably it would be like, Hey, we need you to fly out on the exact time that you're supposed, or we need you to record this session at the exact time you're supposed to fly out. Amazing. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, this is why I should just plan travel all the time. And then I just work all the time. I'd be cool with that. Yes. Cause that always happens here too. I feel like when you book something that same day, Five people were going to reach out to you and be like, hey, are you free this day? Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. Like, oh, you had to turn things down now. Yeah. So if you if that happens to you, then it's about creating that momentum and just start creating plans because you don't know what the future is going to hold. I mean, yeah. it's so unpredictable, but at least plan it out and you might be able to make it all work. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. And sometimes none of it works, too, and which is absolutely just part of it. Like sometimes last week, actually, I had I had three days that I was kind of keeping open and it was like, I can't really agree to this. And, and then it ended up getting pushed and I was like, everything fell through. But that's just all part of the game. That's what 1, it is. One thousand percent. Yeah. Um, so what kind of goals do you have in dance now? I mean, I, I can't get over the fact that your first job was dancing on the Grammys with Katy Perry and you've you've been in your idols music videos. You're obviously very accomplished in this. What is the what does the future look like for you? The future looks like in two different parts, I feel like. I one besides dance found out that I'm a human being with a lot of interests and uh wanna travel and everything like that. So besides the dance portion I definitely want to keep myself open and, and just travel and get to know myself in the world better. Okay. That all helps me with my artistry. And then within dance, I want to get more into TV and film because I find that I like the process of it a lot better than other stuff. And just keep creating whatever inspires me and whatever messages I want to portray to other people and that's where my burlesque dancing comes in as well because i do i dance as a burlesque dancer okay and that one for me is just a personal project of how i want to express myself and my masculinity and femininity and show other people in the world that you can express yourself however you want and there's no labels and you don't have to hold yourself to little box definitions of sure. what gender is sure when you say that you want to get more into TV and film, what is that? What does that look like? How do you take action in that? So there's nowhere specific right now where I'm like, I need to be in this role on TV. But what I want to do is what you have to do basically is do your research of who is, who are the choreographers that 
are in TV and film in this industry okay. who work in that market. And I know it's harder right now because a lot of people don't do open classes anymore as they did before. But any chance and opportunity I can get to show myself in front of those choreographers, that would be the next step. And just keep creating those connections, keeping them alive and and hopefully getting to do any it can be anything commercials or films or whatever TV uh, wh show. What kind of role does social media play in your marketing, I guess, for lack of a better term? Yeah, it's huge now with what it does because because of COVID too being yeah. so like people don't do so many open public events as much as before. So keeping that alive, keeping your social media representing what I want it to represent, keeping showing everything I can do basically on there. And yeah, that could easily be seen by a choreographer and they can message me and have me jump on to a job with them or, or whatever. Do you like social media? Love hate relationship with it for okay. sure. Yeah. Sometimes it just gets stressful. It's like, what am I supposed to post and blah, blah. blah and you're trying to think of everything. And, and then sometimes it's just like, it doesn't like, it just doesn't matter. Just Whatever I want to post to express myself is good enough, regardless of views that I might get. And sometimes I have to switch my mentality about it. Like it's a business, uh, treat it like a business, treat it like your website. You know, I don't have to be so stressed on it and figure out why this is not working or why this is working. Yeah. Just like that represents you, but also let go of whatever is making it so difficult. Yeah. Like, the expectation, you know, the expectations you know of what it should be and what it shouldn't be. Yeah. Like just, I don't know. I've gotten to the point where just post whatever I post. And that's, if it's, if you are a casting director or a choreographer and you're going on my page, how do you see it is how I try to view it. So that's how I post things. So that way, when you're looking at my page, you're like, Oh, he can do this, this and that. Perfect. Let's just book him right sure. off of his page. And that's happened. You've had success with that. A couple times. That's awesome. And I've had like a couple times where someone has like sent me, you know, the whole like send you product and make a little reel for them. And yeah. That they'll pay you that way too. So it, it definitely is out. Mine isn't that like established my, my Instagram, but I, I definitely think that it helps if you keep it up to date. Do you try to adhere to a schedule like I'm going to post three times this week or anything like that? Or is it more when it strikes you? No, I think it's more when it just strikes me. Maybe yeah. I should. Maybe I should have some consistency with it. I know some people are like, I'm posting every day at 12 or 6 o'clock. Yeah. I don't know. I de definitely think that works for people. I haven't gotten there yet. I just, it the whole thing is just, it seems gross to me. I know people love it and they get the whole love-hate thing and everything, but I'm just like, I don't know. I just don't. It's just not for me. Like, I never, I mean, I guess Facebook came out when I was in college and... I was I still have a Facebook account, but I don't think I've logged in in like two years. Um, and with Instagram and all that too, it's just like it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't make me happy. And I get so it. I just try to stay away from it. But I have like recently, I've gotten really into photography, specifically golf photography, and I have like a lot of great shots. And my friends are always like, "Why aren't you posting this? You should post this." I'm just like, I don't. I I'll go in spurts. Like for a week, I'll convince myself like, "All right, we got to post every day." But then I just, I hate it. I just hate it so much, Renato. Yeah, no, I get it. It's it's a lot of pressure and it's not always fun. And then you find yourself 
comparing yourself to what's out there yeah and you have to kind of go in with the mentality that everybody on there is just posting their highlights they're posting what's going to represent them well and you don't see the struggle or the fight that it takes to make those achievements or yeah. not and or the I, other 23 hours and 58 minutes of somebody's of day what happened exactly yeah. Yeah. and yeah, I think for me too, just to keep myself away from that mentality sometimes, I just have to be like, this is a cool album that when I'm older, it's going to be amazing to get to look back and see all the cool things that I did in just like one little page. So that's another thing that I think about whenever I'm posting. I'm like, this is going to be a cool memoir for me. And so it is personal sure. at the same time. And sometimes you just have to be like, F that. F what people are thinking or what I'm thinking people yeah. have to, I don't know, do. Throw it out in the world. What, like, obviously with dancing, obviously your physical limitations at some point are going to catch up to you. What do you, do you have like an out plan? Is that too too morbid of a question to ask? Um, the opportunities get less and less, right? Definitely. I mean, there's a point where your body won't <laughs> move as much anymore. I'm definitely feeling it in my body. Like, I'm like, oh, I can't do those tricks that all the people are all the dancers are doing nowadays like and there's not like something specifically i've thought about like oh what am i gonna do when it's over because my art and my creativity i don't think will ever be over i will sure. always over like as years come there will always be something new that i'll be able to work on and create or who knows who knows what i'll be doing but people always say like you know you got to dance young you're not when you're older you're not gonna be able to dance anymore but I still feel like I'm at the point where I could still create really cool things with my body. And you adjust, too. So I'm not the dancer I was a sure. year ago, four years ago. I can't do all the things, but I feel like I actually feel more improved yeah. and refined with my movement, with my body now. Because I'll show exactly what I'm willing to do for my body so it doesn't get crazy as I get older. Sure. Refined was the word that I was going to use. So it's like, I bet that I bet that there is like a, a certain confidence, like we were talking about earlier. Um, there's just like a, a quiet confidence, I bet, in, compared to when you were younger. 1,000%. And I know like now to that, I don't need to do all those things that I did before. I have my own lane and I, I do what I do and you're going to know what I do and you're going to like what I do or not. So that's it. Where can people see what you do? On my Instagram, I post a lot of it at Renamore. Renamore. Yeah. Okay. And that's where basically I keep it pretty up to date with a lot of videos and okay. stuff that I do. I'll link it in the show notes too. Amazing. Um is there anything else that uh, we didn't cover that you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think uh I think we did a good job. All right. Um <laughs> I think you did a great job, Rano. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. You um, you truly are the, the happiest person that I know. We talk about it all the time. We're like, we're not always so happy all the time. And I remember you said, um, we're neighbors, if that, if I, I don't think we said that, but um, anyway, we're neighbors. And a couple of years ago, down by the pool, you said you were like, happiness is a choice. I work on it every day. Yes, absolutely. And that was so astute. And I was like, wow, wow he's, he's, uh, he's a living proof of it because you um you're just so exuberant and i i thank you for that thank you that's very very kind i really appreciate that all right <laughs> you're so sweet well there you have it every single time i've talked to renato i've left the conversation in a better mood 
You should check out his website and Instagram. The links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, tell your friends. It really helps. And if you want to go above and beyond, leave a review. But whatever you do, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. 